0: This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs. All of them. From the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums, to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. My guest today is
1: Pascal Martinet, a French name, but a German person.
0: And now you know why I asked him to please introduce himself. Pascal, tell me a little bit about yourself for the podcast.
1: Yes, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm in normal life. I'm a teacher for music and maths. And in my stereo photography life, I'm a collector, I have my own blog, website, and I also take modern stereo photos.
0: So I've met people passionate about various aspects of photography. So for you, why stereos? And when did you first start collecting?
1: Why stereo? Actually, I was interested in old photography first, but then I encountered my first stereo viewer on a local antique market. I was immediately hooked because I had no idea that old photography was also possible in 3D. And I love the the effect that you Yeah, it's like you could really step into the scene. And that's, for me, a benefit that only stereoscopic photography has. I started collecting in 2016. That was when I spotted that little cardboard viewer on the market. And yeah, since then my collecting activities kind of exploded because I, I realized that there is so much more that I did not know. It's like stepping into something that you did not know it existed at all. And suddenly I realized that stereo photography was, well, at least in Europe or especially in France, it was equal to normal 2D photography.
0: You've only been collecting for six years. Yes. And you have how many images, did you tell me?
1: I would say between ten and 15,000. That's a but lot of collecting. <laughs> yes. I do not buy individual images. I try to to keep the collections that I get, like like from one family, the, the travel photos. And so I'm not that interested in buying only five photos. I'm more interested in having maybe the complete family history in photography.
0: So do you have a collecting goal?
1: Well, there are a few viewers that I want to have. Actually, that's a difficult question. There are goals about cameras. There are goals about viewers. And, of course, about views. For the views, it's it's quite simple. I want to uh, have all countries of the world. I want to have one of the first stereo photos available. So from maybe... Uh, 1860. And I want to have some of the latest. I have some glass views from the 50s, which is really late. And uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of easier to do because I, I don't collect cards. I only collect glass views.
0: I wondered about that. Hmm. So do you, I think most people think of the cardboard views. I know I have some of the cardboard views of, say, people on the podcast have heard me say I only collect the city in which I live in, which is Providence, Rhode Island. So I, you know, that's my collecting focus. It's important to have a focus. And so mostly I have card views. I don't know of any glass views. Uh, But stereo, you could have a stereo daguerreotype, for instance.
1: Yes, I I have. Like maybe five of them. Yes. But these are quite rare and therefore more expensive. Very. And and maybe that's something for later. But for now, there are many more things I'd like to get. And I have to say that in this year, my collection kind of exploded because I was involved in dissolving... A previous collection of a collector. So I was able to, to get my hand on many viewers, much more than, than I would have maybe got in auctions. So that's, that's the other aspect. I'm very interested in old viewers or viewing devices, I have to say. So the mechanical versions where you can insert baskets or trays with like 20 or 25 glass slides at once. And you can press a lever or turn a crank and view them one after another. And these devices are quite interesting because there have been so many different approaches to realize that system.
0: I've never seen one of those. That's pretty remarkable. I did not know that there was a viewer that you could load with 20 slides and then view them one after another. Obviously, you must have one of those devices. Are the cameras different for producing the glass rather than the card?
1: Um, No, actually not. The camera system is always based on glass because before you had film, you had to have a negative as well. Mm-hmm. And the negative had to be transparent, at least partly transparent. And so it was always glass. So actually, it's quite natural to develop the positive also on glass. What I experience is that the surface is of, is much more sharp and crystal clear than it is on cards, at least. If the cards get very old, and if you view them through a magnifying lens, you always see the paper structure, and that's something different on glass. You see scratches as well, and of course, glass is fragile and, and difficult to handle, but the picture quality is just brilliant.
0: So sort of like a lantern slide.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not projected on a wall, not that magnified. It's like it's more like you would watch a lantern slide in front of an LED panel through a magnifying lens, so it's ultra sharp.
0: So, these glass stereo views were made and collected for travelers so that you could go to a foreign city and buy a set and buy the viewer and bring them home and reminisce about your trip sort of like yes. the cards
1: yes that they they had this purpose but you could also like like with the cards as well you could also buy sets so that you would not have to travel and therefore the stereo effect is I would say crucial it's really like being there because it's in 3D but of course also amateur uh slides glass slides are available so like you would it like you would take your holiday pictures you could also do that in 3D and I don't know I think the the cards the stereo cards rather commercial and less amateur slide amateur photos but for the glass slides i would say there are as much amateur glass slides out there as commercial really so
0: i have some cards that are amateur and that are of a family for instance and that's you know if i have A few hundred cards i that's probably two cards out of the hundred or 200 you know it's very small percentage those are the only ones i've ever seen so some of them are quite crude and obviously made to be viewed with one of those really inexpensive viewers the kind that you move back and forth yeah stick the the card in with yeah it has the little metal prongs i'm fascinated with the with the glass now i'm going to have to be on the lookout for them Because, of course, I showed you that I bought a glass viewer at a recent photo show, not quite knowing what it was, but thinking it was really beautiful and I needed it for my collection. And you said, oh, that's a glass viewer. And so now I need to find one. So how difficult are they to find?
1: I think in Europe, they are not that difficult to find. For cards... There is only one format or almost only one format. So they are the, the large cards and there are glass slides of the same size. But the amateur photos are mostly of a smaller size, like your viewer. Your viewer is smaller than those uh, yeah, normal cards. And there were actually three formats, a medium format, which is less common, and then the small format. And uh, I could give you a little bit of history, because that small format was actually introduced by a French inventor. And he introduced that format by introducing a new camera. And the camera was entirely made of metal. So... It was more resistant to humidity, heat, or something like that. And it was so small that you could easily take it with you wherever you go. And it was also easy because you did not need to focus. So it was, yeah, it was the spark to incline the photo boom of, of the French. And that was in 1893. And by, by the turn of the century, I think he had, he had sold many thousands of this camera. He also made a cheaper model afterwards. So these small glass fuse are quite easy to find in France. In Germany... There were similar cameras, so I have indeed some German glass slides, but I think they are more difficult to find, but I think that's because of the war. So many of the glass was maybe destroyed. And in UK, you had also more cards and less glass like it is in the US.
0: Yeah, the US is cards.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The great companies like Underwood and Underwood and Keystone were selling in the US mainly. So it's actually you have to know someone from Europe. And if you want to collect cards in Europe, you have to know someone from the US. So so that you can exchange.
0: Ah, there we go. Your website is a wonderful resource your blog has beautifully written articles on the history of stereo photography and viewers and cameras but there's also a i don't know how recent the organization is but you have a virtual organization that i just joined today
1: yes the virtual stereoscopic community exactly that was a pandemic project I always had contact to other collectors, photographers, everything about stereo. And of course, there were local events like the 3D Con in the US or the different congresses in Europe or the International Stereoscopic Union Congress. But everything was stopped due to the pandemic. And so everything was focused on on online and we realized that it would be actually nice to keep online meetings alive after the pandemic because it's much more easy to to join a group across the globe because we are not that many stereo uh, photography is still rather a small community compared to other activities we kept that thing going And meanwhile, we have like about 20 to 30 attendees for our monthly meetings. So, well, yes, it's just cool to have photos from all over the world. It's cool to have collectors from all over the world telling about their collecting activities. And it's just easy to meet online. And for all of us, it's an enrichment because we hardly find that many stereo fans in our local area.
0: yeah, no i I agree. I'm interested to see what this is all about. I hardly I knew one collector of card stereo views here, and he had a collection of I don't know, I think five hundred cards. Of just this area. So he's very specific in his collecting. I'm finding it quite difficult to find cards. Years ago, when I used to go to the photo shows, the, you know, when we had them even before the pandemic, there were dealers who just dealt in the cards because it's the US, not the glass. And there were hundreds of cards that you could browse and purchase and collect. And now, if you go to a photo show, There are no dealers that specialize in stereos. So it's much harder to find the things that I'm looking for or to finish a set. On the back of the cards, it says, here's like views of Providence. And you can sort of guess when that is based on all the information. And then as a list of 20 cards. Well, it's really hard to fill out that set, it's hard to find the individual views. What else? Oh, so you also told me that it is possible to create modern day 3D images with your smartphone and you developed a little system with two iPhones, a sliding bar and your headset.
1: Yes, exactly. These are my newest experiments on modern stereo photography. Actually, stereo photography was never dead. There were some photographers taking stereo photos. When the glass era ended, there were the film strip stereo cameras that actually worked with normal film strips. So every other picture was was the stereo pair. So if you had maybe four pictures in a row on the film, picture one and three would be one stereo pair and picture two and four. And then you had to develop positives, cut them and mount them into slides, into little frames for a viewer. But of course, things are much more easy if you do that digital. The problem is that there are much less cameras. There are dedicated 3D digital cameras, but actually most of the photographers who take stereo photography seriously use two combined cameras. And syncing of two normal R cameras is pretty easy. There There are remote shutters that work quite precise. But these cameras also are, uh, for me at least personally, they are heavy. I don't take them with me. And so I cannot make stereo photos on every occasion. I'm somewhere and I see something that would be nice in 3D and I don't have my cameras. So I ended up with my smartphone mostly. And there are two techniques you can do. Two photos slightly shifted horizontally and combine the stereo photo. But if something happens between them, like people moving around, there are some disturbing effects on the stereo photo because one eye sees one person here and the other sees it there, and that does not fit. So, but still, I had my smartphone. And I love to edit the photos on my smartphone because I can either view, I still prefer my smartphone because I also can mount and combine the stereo photo and I can instantly free view it. Free viewing means that I have a technique that I don't need a viewer, but I can also attach a little viewer Right onto my smartphone so that I have everything right available for me. So the smartphone was my favorite device for everything about modern stereo photography. And finally, I decided to try to sync two iPhones so that I am able to take photos of moving scenes because I do not take one. Picture, and then the other with two seconds in between. But I've I've mounted two iPhones like you said on a slider, and I built a kind of wired shutter out of two headphones, and it works quite well.
0: I'm I'm just amazed that it was just six years ago that you decided that this was your passion for old photographs. I think it's wonderful. What you've been able to accomplish in six years is what most people accomplish in an entire career that goes for decades. You you. have been collecting with a serious focus. You have cameras. You have a blog. You have a website. You created a virtual organization. And you teach people everything about stereo photography i have
1: to say that my collecting activities and all my activities about stereo that you've mentioned for these the pandemic was actually good because many 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 people started cleaning their attics and found stereo viewers so much happened online so that i was able to make new contacts And I was in front of my PC anyway. So I decided to start a website to show something of my collection, to tell about stereo photography. And yeah, I think that would not have been possible without the pandemic. It's sad to say so, but it just was crucial for my collecting activities.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much of a negative, the pandemic is ongoing. There are some positive things that came out of it. I I know a lot of people that worked on special projects, museums that put more material online. I know that it gave me an opportunity to. Well, we couldn't leave our little state, so we did a sort of deep dive tour of every community and I learned a lot about where I live that I didn't know. So trying to turn a negative into a positive and you've definitely done it.
1: Yes. But I also have another reason why my collection might seem quite large for only six years. And that is because I restore the viewers myself. So I don't have to wait to have viewer in a perfect condition. But actually, (laughs) I'm rather searching for the ones that are complete, but maybe broken on one part or extremely dirty. And actually, that was something that I loved before I got into stereo photography. I was interested in phonographs, for example, and I opened the phonograph mechanism and cleaned it and disassembled and reassembled it and the same counts now for stereo viewers and that enables me to buy viewers that are neglected by others
0: i want to thank you for joining me on the photo detective this has been fascinating thank you for telling me more about my little viewer and i will be on the lookout and let you know if i see any of those glass views here
1: yes thank you for having me thank you
0: enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time.